Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. And my name's Kevin Graham, and as usual on a Monday, we're joined by Amy Canavan. Amy, this is like a homecoming for me because I used to be back, I used to be on a Monday all the time. Eh? So I did this your is spot. Yes, you did. So how's things? Absolutely. You, Kevin, it's been a long time since we've done anything together. I was trying to remember. I know we've done a post match in Europe, and I was trying to remember which game it was. I can't um, remember. I can't remember what, what a game it was. It was a defeat was. of some sort, because it was a defeat. We, we always get beat in Europe, so exactly. it could have been any number of, uh, number of There's games. There's a lot of options. There is a lot of options. But, no, it's just great to be back with you. Um, and yes. like I say, it's, you're, you're back home. The Monday slot was dominated by you, rightly so. 
Yes, it feels like a homecoming. It feels like I've signed a Bosman and I've came back to my <laughs> spiritual home on a Monday. Oh, it's, it's brilliant to be on with yourself. I think this means, I have been on with yourself before, and I think I says earlier on, after I was on a, a, a pod with Natasha, I've only got Jamar to go. And I think yeah. I've ticked. I think I've ticked everybody off. Yeah, so I might. So I might need to jump in a Friday, and it'll be me, me and Jamal. Oh, um, and, and I've done everything. And then you've done the whole team. Yes. I don't think many of us can go through that. There you go. That's why you're right up there. Definitely, Adam. I'm going to bring in this comment. Adam, I'm chain smoking and drinking cold frothies in Southwest Australia. Good man. We're not. No, <laughs> we, we are definitely not. Amy. At the weekend, Celtic all but clinched the championship. And it came to my attention this morning, just before I came on, that uh, Ange Postacoglu's old club, South Melbourne, have decided to celebrate the Ange Postacoglu's achievement. Have they? So, so they've tweeted out today, and I'm going to read this, they've tweeted out, it's simple. Wear your Celtic kit on Friday night and get free entry to our huge clash against third-placed Avondale. But by then, we also hope Ange will be crowned champion of Scotland. Get down to the lakeside for what is going to be a huge night. That's fantastic. So for anybody who's watching or listening in South Melbourne, put on the hoops and get yourself along there on Friday night and you're going to get in for nothing. As the, I mean, if only some others, if only the Scottish media would give, would afford Ange Postacoglu the same, the, the same credit. Eh? Not a hope in hell. Not a hope in mm. hell. It's, it kind of speaks volumes though, because we've seen so much over the last few days. You know that um, from our Australian counterparts who were far more in the knowledge than us, Kevin. They said all that Ange wanted over here was, you know, to be respected and to have that, you know that he is a winner because he was a winner long before he came to us and, and wasn't given the right credit. And you can see that it's making every... Who, I can't even remember what, what piece I was reading. I've read so much. Um, and it was just that all Australian football fans, everyone with the Australian football culture, they just want that acceptance elsewhere because it's not obviously the top sport down, down under. So to have that kind of, you know, just recognition, really. You can see how much it means to Ange, obviously, and you can see how much it means to, to the, re- the rest of his um, compatriots down, down under. So it just all adds into that, yeah, he did all, at the end of the day, just want that respect, and my goodness, he, he certainly earned it. He's, de- he's definitely get it, and I'm sure when we go to Australia in December, um, don't know who we're going to be playing in one certain game anyway, but he, he's, going, he's going to get the respect that he actually deserves, and uh, for, I mean, he's, he's got our, he's got our utmost respect now, and I think that's something that we will actually be talking about later on. Uh, Joe comes in and quite rightly tells us many of us here in Australia follow Celtic long before Ange. We, we do know that Celtic have always had a large following in Australia as well. But I think Joe would even admit it seems to have went up a level. As an axon can actually see it's been up a level just by the number of viewers that we actually get from Australia now. The number of messages we actually get from Australia now is, is unbelievable. And... Uh, it's, for me, it feels like we've got new friends. We've got new pals who have all come into the Celtic family. It's brilliant. You know, I think I spoke with 
I've appeared on Jared's podcast, and I can't, this is terrible. I think maybe Ange had just been announced and we've done it during the summer. Um, but yeah, it, it just opens up that whole new audience. Um, and like you see, new friends. Um, Jared's been a great addition. I think he's fantastic when he comes on to the podcast. Um, love listening to his podcast as well. And like you're, you're spot on, it just opens all these new doors. Um, and it is, you know, well, it is meant to be a club open to all. And to see that, you know, connection even you know all those hundreds of thousands of miles away um that that speaks volumes and it's special within itself so it has been a great addition and i i've really really enjoyed like you say getting the messages and just yeah broadening connections definitely definitely tommy balashanan hail hail for donegal what a roller coaster of a season champions i'm i'm going to actually speak about this see it's Final whistle on Saturday, Amy. And my thoughts went back to a game against Dundee United we had earlier in the season. Not the last minute winner game, but the game before that where, where we drew. And I remember coming onto the podcast um, that week and I remember thinking at half time that we hadn't really bought into Ange Postacoglu whatsoever at that point. I was having a look around the stadium there was an apathy around the stadium. There was empty seats everywhere. I'm on record as saying I didn't reckon anybody else had a season ticket for my seat, for my row, because it was only me and my daughter that sat in the row for the first few home games. And you're going, have we actually bought into this? When you looked around the stadium as well, there was empty spaces in that. And I'm going, we haven't bought into this. I do not know what's going to happen if we do not buy into this, because I quite like Tange at this point, but it's a results business, and you're going, well, if we're not, the club are going to lose money in this, and this is the big indicator with our board, we lose money, the man in the dugout actually pays the price, and they move on to somebody else, because they need to generate cash. The final whistle at the game on Saturday, and I see Joe Hart, I see Yota, I see Kyogo all celebrating. I see the majority of 60,000 fans still there, all, all applauding the team round, round, round the pitch. I'm going, what a change in those six months between that game and this game. And how one man has galvanised a club and how a squad has actually galvanised a club from where we were at this point last year. There's a lot of noise happening at the moment, Amy. And as, as I watch the guys walk around the park, their achievement this season will never be downgraded or rubbished in my eyes. It's up there with one of the best titles I've ever seen a Celtic team uh, win. And that's a title that they had no right to win. Let's, let's make that very, very clear. We had no right to win this title when you see how we started the season and we actually see how Ange Postacoglu was appointed. We were an utter shambles of a football club. And what these players have actually achieved will mean that they will always be welcomed back at Celtic Football Club. They will always be fondly remembered. And that is special. That is, that is really, really special because there's no many league winners, squads, and this squad seems like so, there's so many likeable people in this squad. There doesn't seem to be any bombs for a want of a better word in this squad. And that's special for me. That's, there's been a right connection between the fans and the team and the, man, and the management in this season. 
And we were all as one on Saturday at that final whistle, especially during the second half as well, when we were utterly relentless going against Hearts. The other thing it pointed out, the four goal scorers on Saturday as well, every one of them has contributed. Every one of them was not there last season. And that's special as well. They, they, they got that moment on what is more than likely title day. Like the four goal scorers, Kyogo, Matt O'Reilly, Maeda and Big, Big Yakamakis. How much, how pivotal they have been and how they've bought into Celtic as well. And I was just thinking about it. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of noise after what happened last week and stuff like that. And what was always going through my head, what was going through my head at the final whistle was that line of the song. What the hell do we care? This players, those players in our club's achievement this season for me is up there with anything I've experienced watching Celtic. And I was that emotional at the final whistle. And the last time I was that emotional at the fi- at a final whistle was the Invincible Cup final. Because I think we've seen something special this year and nothing is, a, is ever going to downgrade that in my eyes. No, this is without a shadow of the, without a shadow of without sorry the greatest league title that I've ever seen Celtic win. You know that that's in my memory. Um, you know, I have been blessed. I've had very very fortunate um, a very very fortunate Celtic career, Celtic following, um, and it's been extremely successful. Did I become rather partial to it? Yes, rather nonchalant when you rattle off eight nine in a row. Um, this is the first that you know like you say, that we weren't really supposed to win. I have vague memories, of course, of, of Gordon Strachan, um, and, um But, like I say, I, I, I wasn't there. Like, I, I can't... I just... I wasn't... I wasn't totally aware of, of everything that goes on elsewhere. Um, and this is obviously the first real title. You like uh, everyone brings up the memories of being synonymous to, to nineteen um, to, to Vim Janssen to ninety eight, um, which is obviously the anniversary today. And the only need to stop in the ten because it's my mum and dad's wedding anniversary. Um, so I never, you know, lived through that. Of course. So this is the 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 greatest for me because, uh, as you rightly just rattled off, this is so not deserving well no sorry what it is so deserving but it was so not needed and so not expected and was so not merited really that where we came from at the beginning of the season um you know nobody gave Celtic a a look in um I I don't know what the bookies odds were at the time but you know Celtic are no right to win this title um yet then you look at the the transformation and that's all that it really has been over the last especially probably six seven months has been astronomical um, because nobody gave Celtic a chance in the summer. This time last year, it was, like you say, it was a total shambles, a total laughing stock. And that was the first time that I'd really experienced Celtic being the laughing stock um, because I'd just been the laugher for, for so long and had a great time. And then it's like, wow, we actually are just a joke. And, and that's what it had became. Um because everything was just, and there's, there's no, it's, it's not looking back on it in a, in a depressing way. I think you have to really 
notice how bad we were last season and not just on the part, like you say, from top to bottom, every single fragment of the club was a, was a disgrace. So to get to here and, and as you say on Saturday, being so united um, as a fan base, um, as a club, and that all stems from, from Postacoglu because he's brought the fans together, he's brought the players together, he's brought the club together. It, it's unbelievable what he has managed to, the impact that he's had that one man can have. And I know that sounds probably pretty cringy, but it has all came from him. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but my goodness, it is unbelievable. He's literally working wonders. People did say, you know, there was times in the press that he will need to work a miracle if Celtic are to win this title or if Celtic are even, you know, to to make a dent in, in Rangers' title pursuit. And, you know, the, the total overturn of points, you know, some folks say 26, then others because... Um, 30-32 because of how far Rangers were ahead in the season, this season as well. So the total turnaround of points and just the total turnaround of atmosphere is unbelievable. And as you rightly say, it will never be diminished. It can't be diminished and it can only be strengthened with what happened last, last Thursday night. That The fact is we've probably won the league against our, probably what could be, could be one of our rivals' greatest ever sides. And we, we, we just have to accept that. We can't yeah. control what happens across there. But it's never going to change my opinion, what they do, of, of the memory that I'm going to have of this season. And like today, um, 1998 today is the day Wim Janssen stopped the 10, the, the 9th of May. And even though they stopped a 10, that doesn't change my memory of that day. And whatever they do is never going to change my memory of Celtic because I'm on the border with Celtic. And I sometimes feel that as a supporter, it's maybe football banter, football rivalry, that if you allow your achievements to be clouded by the views of others, then you're not getting the full enjoyment of actually loving your own football club. And I think we're actually seeing a lot of that over the last couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, if this is one of Rangers' greatest sides, um, and undoubtedly considering the, the position that they're in, in in a Europa League final, you would have to suggest that. That just adds, I think, then you have to, you know, you have to go, wow, Celtic absolutely destroyed them at uh, Parkhead in particular. That's the game that's, I think that's, that's the derby that's going to really be looked back on. But you could equally look at that second half performance at Ibrox but I think the, the Celtic Park game is just, that, that's one of the greatest, so if that's up against one of the greatest Rangers sides, then I think then that just adds to how unbelievable the achievement that Ange Postacoglu has, has managed to create here um, because, yeah, it could be their greatest, one of their greatest sides but Celtic's still the, the league champions at the end of the day and I think you rightly say you can only control your own club and you should only focus on your own club but if you are to look at it then I think you look at it in the most positive light possible and for me that is it then that even at their their greatest strength at one of the most you know and this is a Rangers side that compared to Celtic this is a side that have been together for three four years with Mm -hmm. only the odd little addition and to be honest the odd little addition i.e. Aaron Ramsey has made absolutely no impact at all you look at that core group of players in the Rangers lineup. It is what has been built over the, the past few years. You've got your little, you know, Calvin Bassey's maybe only been a season, season and a half, but it's your Goldson, your Taverniers, your McGregors, Arfields. They've been here for a for a long period of time. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. 
Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. One night, one goal. Stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. For the last 20 years, people have described the overnight as one of the most powerful experiences of their lives. Now is the perfect time for you to join us as people from all over the country come together to send a message of love and hope. Walk over 16 miles from dusk till dawn to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention. See the landmarks of Washington, D.C. by moonlight. Form lasting friendships, experience healing, and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Join us. Be a part of something extraordinary. June 3rd in Washington, D.C. Register today at TheOvernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's TheOvernight.org or 888-843-6837. So the fact that Celtic have managed to go through that total rebuild, be a new side altogether to completely and utterly dismantle this United Rangers and, and you know um, experienced Rangers side that have, have played together for so many years are in a Europa League final and Celtic can still absolutely wash them away um, at Parkhead. I think that speaks volumes of how even greater actually that achievement is for for Ange Postecoglou and for Celtic. Oh, definitely. I think as I, as I've already gave, well, I'm fed up talking about them. But I'll leave I'll leave the last word to Monty. Right. Intract will stroll the final, folks. Remember who told you, right, Monty? We'll 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 hold you to that. We will actually hold you to that. I flew a fro- I flew over Frankfurt once. It looked a great city, so that's why I'm supporting them in the final. Uh, so let's have a wee look at some of the comments, Dell. My kids and I were in section 444 and the second half atmosphere was one of the best I have experienced. I salute Ange and the players for, for bringing such joy to the masses. Gerard Coyle comes in as well and says, bang on Amy, it all came from Ange. As good, as good as this group of players are, would they have won the league under a different manager? Now that's That's... We didn't want a different manager. I'm not going into a parallel universe. I, I, I love the fact that we've got Ange Postacoglu as our manager. I says when he was appointed that I would judge him solely on being a Celtic manager, and I'm judging him very, very highly. He's got, I, I, I whisper this, Amy, but he's got the same kind of aura that I got for Martin O'Neill. It's that sort of statesman-like aura where he's not going to suffer any fools gladly is going to make tough de- tough decisions, and he just brings that. He's got he's got a, a statesman like leadership about him. Absolutely, when he talks, you listen, don't you? Um, and I don't think I've really experienced that with with any Celtic manager. Martin O'Neill was I was really a bairn, um, but I've been in many an event with him now, and even still, you feel that impact. Um, and even you know you can listen to him on the telly actually. And the minute he starts to talk, and just the manner in which he expresses himself, I think, is a lot calm. Well, Angela Scott is actually also very, very calm. Um, but Martin Neal is extremely calm and extremely eloquent. But Angela Scott just remains unfazed. You know, it doesn't matter who's trying to probe him. 
could be Kenny McIntyre, who's actually building up quite a rapport with. Um, it could be Kenny McIntyre, and he just he does not, you know, the, the line is still just tread, and it doesn't shift in, in any kind of in any kind of manner. And I think that speaks volumes um, of just how cool, calm, and collective he really is. He's in control, um, and I don't know the last time that, or if ever, I've actually because even. Brendan Rodgers, I think he just dodged questions sometimes, but I don't think I've ever actually experienced a Celtic manager being so in control with, you know, just his delivery, his narrative. Um, because I, I think that that's something that we've spoke about throughout all the season, throughout the whole season as well. Sorry, is the way in which he conducts himself with the press, considering the the welcoming that he received or the lack of. Um, he has never bit never shifted, you know, he's laughed and I think rightly so sometimes. Um but that that speaks volumes that just how the confidence in himself, not a cockiness, but a confidence that nobody is going to nudge him, nobody's going to alter what he believes in and what he's trying to achieve and ultimately what he is going to achieve. Definitely. I think the the, the Kenny McIntyre thing that you bring there, he Ange knows full well Kenny McIntyre's background, and he knows full well. But as you see, he's got that rapport. Yep. He's got that rapport with him. And even Kenny McIntyre must be going, "I like this guy." He it does. does. It's <laughs> evident because you want that. You know, you want characters like this in Scottish football. And you know, Kev, we're not in the Glasgow College, and neither of us are. So I don't have many Celtic following friends around me. But even all of them, you know, my Hearts friends, my Hibs friends. Um, I've even it's crazy. I've even got a Dundee United friend. Um, they are. It's just an addition to this to Scottish football. You know, he's been a breath of fresh air. Um, and the, the press are now beginning to see that. McIntyre's beginning to see that um, because he he just brings something that has been lacking in Scottish football for so long. A real presence, a real calmness, um, and manners. But there's there's something about him that's so likable. And I know that you know, especially my my heart friends, they hate to they hate how much they like him because he's impossible not to like. That's the kind of impact that he's managing to have in this crazy culture of Scottish football which is just the conspiracy capital of the world um, Scottish football so to be able to come into this cauldron of all cauldrons and have the impact that he has right across the board I, I think you know that's an absolute credit to the man uh, it's brilliant. You mentioned your Hearts fans, and I found it quite puzzling that there was a small pocket of them still there watching the lap of honour or lap of appreciation as we call it on a, on Saturday when they haven't been walked in the stadium they're just standing there watching it I'm going why as a fan would you stand there and actually yeah. <laughs> watch that Paul Diet tells us hail hail troops Axon keeping me entertained while stuck in traffic well I hope your traffic starts moving soon and I hope me and Amy actually do keep you entertained we mentioned Saturday but we'll, we'll talk about the game Amy, I've got to ask the question: Why did we didn't? Why did we not turn up to twelve fifteen? Why did we wait until we went one nothing down and have fifteen minutes of utter heart failure? When you go, what's actually happening here? Before we turned up, what was going on? It's crazy, wasn't it? It was not. Did not come firing out the traps in any manner or means. It's a great goal. Um, it t- taking it really well and worked really well from the corner. But yeah, exactly. Did they think it was a quarter past twelve, half twelve kickoff? It was Celtic were just not pulling anything together. They couldn't couldn't string a pass, couldn't do anything in the, those opening fifteen minutes. Um, 
you know, and I, I'm not going to blame Carl Starfelt uh, too much because I think he's he's un, had uh, unwarranted uh, criticism, but he was um, he was positioned wrong up against Ellis Sims. He is onside. Um, I, I do think he is the, the body positionment, even of, of Starfelt, even if he is on, which I don't think he is, is wrong. He's at the wrong side, but it's a great finish. Hearts probably scored too early. That's um, certainly what my um, Jambo friends are saying as well, because I, I think they did. Um, you know, he gave Celtic a little bit of a wake up call, which was needed. Still took a little bit of time to, to eventually kick into gear, but when once Celtic did, and especially in that second half, absolutely relentless. But yeah. Took a good 15 minutes to kick into gear for sure. It, it did, and the crowd got a bit nervous as well. And that 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 was something that, that um, I noticed and I was a wee bit annoyed about at times ago. As you say, the score after two minutes, we have a wee bit of a spell where we look like, oh, we haven't started here and we have to try and get ourselves back into the game. Starfield, after, was it an error? I haven't actually seen the goal back on TV, but if you say he was onside, I'm going to trust your judgment because you're a professional journalist. And I'm not, so I'm going to trust your journalist. He looked offside oh, for God. me. <laughs> he looked offside to me, but I'm sitting up the other end of the stadium. Eh? So, eh, but Starfelt was started having a wee bit of wobble. There's a couple of passes going out. The whole team just looked really, really unsure of themselves. It was a bit like the game, the previous game when we lost the goal against Rangers. We just seemed to go to pot for about. 10, 12 minutes, then all of a sudden we calm down, get our foot back on the ball, and our equaliser was just pure Jota. And I've seen Jota, I'm not saying Jota, because I've been told it is Jota. So it was just pure Jota. The, 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 the speed of thought that he had, and, say, and same with Kyogo, he actually just leave it and let let Jota go, was utterly fantastic, eh? It's a great goal. It really is. Um, you know, I think the fact that um, a few weeks ago, after um, the Scottish Cup semi-final defeat, and they came on the pod on the Monday, and like you say, I'm going to keep going back to the fact that one of the comments came in, and I was praising that we still should sign up, and somebody went, "Oh, it's just the Portuguese Mikey Johnson." I'm like. This is unbelievable. So the turnaround actually since the semi-final to now as well, he's been utterly relentless. He's been the, the Jota that was the start of the season, that you know was the first half of the season. I think he did have a little blip after Christmas. But um, other than that, you know, he was absolutely outstanding at the weekend. I, I loved his performance. Rightly so. I think you've got to credit Kyogo as well for his quick thinking, so aware that he's offside, he's offside an awful lot, um, but so aware just to not interact with play, and that ball across, the speed of that to get that to Maeda, it's, um, it's a great finish, but it does, it all comes from Jota's quick thinking and his quick feet, you know, we speak about the speed of Maeda, but the speed of Jota was on show um, for the first goal as well, and I thought he was utterly outstanding on Saturday, and he really, really put in one of, yeah, one of his best performances, and there's, there's a lot up there now. Definitely, when you look at Maeda, what I loved about it, and it's Celtic's unique angle that I really noticed it at the time, I didn't notice it at the stadium because I was too busy jumping about, uh, but they didn't celebrate. <laughs> he put the ball in the back of the net and, and ran back yep. to the halfway line as if they go, that's not good enough, that's just equaliser, we're going for the winner now. And that's a mentality thing that, that he's bought into very, very quickly. 
and that's probably due to Poster Coggle, but I think it's to do with the football club. I think he now, uh, I, there's been an interview over the last 24 hours where he says he absolutely loves it at the club and he's now understanding the culture and the fact is you play for Celtic, you've got to win every game, a draw's not good enough. And I think that re- was reflected in his celebration on, on Saturday, the fact there was no celebration. Iran, he put his hand in the air, then went back to the halfway lines if to go, this job is not done. That January signing, that January window was pivotal in this league title. Really, really pivotal in this league title. And I don't think I've ever seen the three signings in January make such an absolute impact. Hit the ground running and get in. And basically that run between January and the one at Ibrox was... When we look back at it, that's a run at one as a league. That run there, to go six points clear, that's a run at one, run, run, one as a league. And the three guys, Maeda... Uh, Hatati and Matt O'Reilly. They basically swung that in their favour. And also, also, Big Yakamaka stepping up to the plate and proving that he was... I mean, he did look like a big coup before that. And I will say that, and I admitted that, and I have admitted that, that I called him a coup at halftime against Livingston after watching him. I'm going, who signed this guy? It doesn't look like he's ever seen a football before. Hey, he's made me eat my words. And I was so pleased for Big Yakamakis to score on on on, on Saturday. And that so was he, wasn't he? I, I, well, that's what he loves for. That's another one-touch finish. These guys have been utterly pivotal in us winning this league. It's unbelievable. It really is. Um, and I think, I, I, I can't think of a more impactful, like, complete January transfer window um, and I know there were other signings, but um, the, the impact of, of those three is is astronomical. You know, we are talking about Tom Rogic's potentially his greatest season at Celtic, um, purely for consistency. Um, I think he has actually had better seasons under Rodgers because of better moments, but consistency-wise, this has probably been this has been a new Tom Rogic. Tom Rogic has ran this season. I've never seen with pace. This is unbelievable. Um, so we are still talking about probably. Tom Rogic is one of his best ever seasons at Celtic, and yet still he doesn't even have the jersey at this time in the season. That is, and it's all on merit that Matt Riley has. It's not sentimentality or anything like that. That speaks volumes of the impact that Matt Riley has managed to have. And this is a guy who was second choice. Unbelievable, Riley. Who, um, his impact and just the way that he's managed to to buy in and that's one guy who's really really bought into the club you know you, you listen to him post-match he is just totally in love with with Celtic with the fans he connects at 21 years old this is totally un, un, unknown to him and you can see how much he's he's enjoying it he always just looks over all day he's always yeah. just, he, he always just looks a bit and goes, wow. what am I doing here how did I yeah. how it's a twist of fate we could have ended up with what was it uh, Riley McGree Riley McGree. See, I've even forgot his name. <laughs> I, I forgot his name. And uh, it's a twist of fate that O'Reilly ended up on our radar. It was a twist of fate that he ended up here. But it was meant to be. Uh, I mean, it was meant to be that he's there. His goal, his goal on a Saturday is, oh, what a move. It's a fantastic, it's a stunning move. It sums up the way that Poster Coglu wants to play football. And you have a look at O'Reilly and... You, we can, we're going to talk about this all during the summer. He's came from League One. 
he had a great start then. He's got a bit leggy, but he's still contributed towards the end, end of the season. And you, you do begin to wonder, go, what level was this guy going to get? He's already a, he's a Danish under twenty one already, so they've got a, they've got a, a, a great talent pool to actually choose from. Amy, you're going well. Obviously, their coaches are seeing something in him as well that that he can move to a higher level. But you just look at his start, the start of his Celtic career and what he's contributed so far. He set himself a high bar right away, but we know ourselves that he's still got massive room for development. Exactly. Next season, he's only going to get better. He's only going to be better having a pre-season with Ange Postacoglu under his belt um, and, and getting a, a part of, you know, integrating even more. But I, I, to be honest, I think he's already there. Um, so in the cleaner, I thought, what is happening? <laughs> um, you just see something moving. But um, no, he's he's totally and utterly been a, a great asset and he's managed to buy in so quickly. And and like I say, he's just, he, he, he doesn't look like a guy who's only been here since January. We're only at the start of May. You know, he's only been at the club four or five months. Um, and it looks like he's been playing with these guys, but not even just playing. It's, it's everything that, you know, the celebrations are so happy for him. And you can't put that on, you know, and it's just he's totally bought into the culture. And like I say, I, I love listening to, to post-match comments and, and you're spot on. He does kind of just constantly seem in awe. He's like, what am I here? Like, these fans are incredible. Everything is just unbelievable. Um so for that to be, yeah, for, for him to be able to have that impact and like I say, to be able to steal the jersey from Tom Rogic when he's having one of his greatest seasons, if it's not the greatest, it's one off, is unbelievable. Aye, I mean, I think he's different for Tom. I, I don't think he's, I mean, to call somebody not as mobile as Tom Rogic it can be seen as a bit of a, like, an insult. Uh, but I don't think he is as mobile as, as Tom Rogic, but I think he, he's got a, a spatial awareness that he knows what's going on round about him, like, like Tom's got. I mean, it could this could be the last season that we see Tom, and, and what a great way to sign off. I think I says last week. Me and Brian says last week. If Tom is to leave in the summer, it's a great, it's a, it's a great ending point. It's a great end to Celtic chapter for him, uh, and there is room for improvement, Amy. I don't think anybody, um, I, I don't think anybody out there will say that we're the finished article. It remind, no. it, it reminds me of um, this is this is right Celtic Dow. I'm going in the Celtic Dow part here. Um, 1988, when we won the league in 1988 in the centenary season, it was a fairy tale, an absolute fairy tale season. But mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Big Bully McNeil knew that that team was nowhere near the finished article and we knew that there was a lot of things went for us that year which meant that we won the league. We were up against a, a Rangers side who were spending big, uh, were bringing in big stars who were who, who were 
maybe the better side of us even, even during that season. Eh? So Billy McNeil went to the board and he asked to bring in three players. And the three players were Peter Beardsley, Paul Gascoigne and Paul McGrath. The Celtic board went like that. No, we've just won the league and brought in Ian Andrews and Alan Ruff that season. And at that point, it took us nine years to win another title, didn't they? Won another title until the day in 1998. I fear, I've still got that fear that that might happen this summer. Hopefully it will, not because everybody's seen what Postacoglu has done and we're, we're under completely different circumstances now, eh? But... That is just a kind of fear that I've got. I, I reckon last season we were having a look at the build. Everybody was going, it's a Martin O'Neill type swing that we've had, that we need. Martin O'Neill's swing was done by the fact that we played big money for big for big name players. And we could afford to do that. Poster Coglu's done it slightly differently because the club are in a completely different place. But we could still have a massive summer of change. Yes, absolutely. There's no, there's no two ways about that. Um, you hope that it's not total change and it's more just, you know, improvement. Um, I know that's, that's pretty basic, but you can you can one can only hope um, that the, the changes that are made, if it's, it's changes that, that Ange Postecoglou wants, you know, I think there will be players out the door. Um, I think it's becoming more and more evident that Nier Beaton's going to be one of them, um, which I, I really will be disappointed at, in all honesty. Um, but I, I think the, the two transfer windows that Ange Postecoglou's managed to have, and especially, I think, especially January, because it's such a tricky window, you know, it's not as easy as the summer. Um, there's not, there's never as much movement. Um, it, it's shorter, and it's just... It's, it's a much trickier environment. It's a much trickier kind of market. So the fact that he's managed to have that impact and and, and get it done, basically, the, the three deals that he managed to get done on, on Hogman A before even the, the window had officially opened here, um, I think he's, you, you just have to, you hope, you hope the board will go, look, you've got to give this guy what he wants. I know it's not as simple as that, but the blueprint is there. This is what he can do this window and then this is what he can do in a January window. What is he going to be able to do when he can also say to these players, look, we're champions, Champions League. Look what we've done last season. This is only going to get better. You hope that he's going to have these European aspirations, certainly European ambitions, um, and that can entice a few players as well. So you can hope that it's going to be a, a summer of improvement and not a summer of too much upheaval. But of course, you know, there's always that possibility. But let's stay positive, Kev. Aye, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not being negative. I'm just, no, you're I'm not. Just, you're not. I, I'm just putting it back where, where I was actually trying to get, get a starting point, a, a, a point yeah. where I could actually make a comparison. And it's a, this is a fairy tale league season and the last fairy tale league season, apart from the Janssen one, which collapsed virtually 24 hours later. Uh, after one, after winning that league, I'm going. Well, this is a centenary season one because the manager is still going to be there next season, and we can still see that there's actually room for improvement. Jonathan Brown, I mean, he's talking about there's room for improvement. Jack Amakis to get thirty plus goals next season if he stays fit. That, I mean, I think he scored fourteen all in. And our top goal scorers in the league have all scored ten each. I think there's three of them scored ten each. Mm. So, so that's so there's a low amount of goals, but the goals are actually spread all over the team. Yakamakis could get thirty goals next season. The amount of chances that we actually that we actually do create. But you're going well. Who is our first choice striker? 
Kyogo, when Fitz started the, the last couple of games, then Yakamakis just came on. It's having those options now, and I still think that we actually need those options all over the park, and that's that, that's what we should be looking at doing. Yeah. And that's not and that's not being negative. That's just gone. There, there is players here. There is players that we're going to love forever in this Celtic team, right? This will be their peak Celtic season. And, yeah, I agree. And, and that 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 is just, just going to be a fact of life for them. That this will be the best season that they'll ever have as a as a Celtic and a Celtic jersey. And that's just football. It is. It's a tough one because, you know, it'll be one of the the best because this is, you know, this is never going, well, you certainly hope that this kind of nature is never going to have to be experienced again, that you're going to come from where we were last season to where we are this season. So the whole aura around the club, I don't think they'll ever experience anything like this again. Um, because this was, as, as we've touched upon already, this was a title that Celtic had no right to win. And you hope for the next 10 years like, that Celtic do have the right to win the title. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to go and win 10 in a row. I'm just meaning if a player's here for the next 10 years, I think that they, they should have that ambition and should have that really responsibility, actually, to go and win the title. But there, there wasn't that at the beginning of the season. I, I don't. I certainly don't think there was because there was just there was no outright that, that Celtic had any, you know, any case really for being able to make a, a real title race out of it. So I don't think that they will experience anything like this again. But you have to hope that on the pitch under under Ange Postecoglou that that there will be better times to come. But you know that that's never going to happen for every player, as you say, because that is just football at the end of the day. Always go back to I think you know one of the best just one kind of one season wonder in the recent years with Stefan Johansson a season where he won you know every single gong in the country and next again season he was a shadow of himself um you know so Stefan Johansson he's peaked there at Celtic in that season it never ever did get better and it never was going to um and I, that was one for me I was always so devastated because I just I was I loved I loved Stefan Johansson under um under Dyla in that season but it never ever Ever matched it in the second season, and hence why I left. Um, so th- there's always that possibility, and I know that's obviously that's what you're referring to. But um, is, I certainly is, hope. Is Johansson still at Fulham? I don't know if he's still at Fulham. The last I know, he, he was certainly still there. I know he'd retired um, internationally as well. Um, I, last, I, the last club I knew he was to be at was to be Fulham. I'm actually, there's folk in the comments telling me I'm saying Yakamakis wrong. Some folk are saying it's Yakamakis, other people are saying it's Jakamakis. I'm just, I don't care what I'll come up. Somebody tell me what to call him then. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. Eh? <laughs> there's, there's Paddy Laverty. I'm going to trust Paddy on this because he, Kev, it's Jaka, not Yaka. So it's Jakamakis, right? There we go. There we go, right. See, years of speech therapy and got and, and being dyslexic sometimes just freaks my, my brain out, mate. So I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for all you out there, punctuation pollers. Sorry. Um, Mark Grieve, Kev, two of the Hearts fans there at the end were Dutch tourists who couldn't get tickets with the Celtic fans. They loved the atmosphere and went out drinking with some fans after. Good. I'm glad that other people are getting introduced to the, the delicacies and the delights of the Gallagate. Um, Joseph Agnew, a question for me and you, Amy. A question for you both. I'm the devil's advocate. 
if CCV and Jota don't sign, what will Ange do or how long will Ange chase these two for, for signings? Hail, hail. What do you think, Amy? How long will Ange post? I don't think he'll chase. He, you know, I think he's made that abundantly clear that if they don't want to be here, then he's not going to chase any player. And I don't think that that um, matters. Um, even if it is Carter Vickers and, and Jota, it would matter to me. But I think that's the kind of precedent that Ange set. Um, that you know, if you don't want to be here after certainly after this season then there's not a lot more he's already said that you know he doesn't need to try and convince a player if they can't already you know want to be here just for the the style of play the club everything about it then he's not going to chase anybody and I think that um you know that that speaks volumes even if um it is Carter Vickers and Jota two of his greatest this season I, I honestly do not think he'll chase anybody if they can't or don't want to buy into this after this season, the love that the fans have for both players, then I think, um, yeah, I think that speaks more about them than than Postacoglu having to go and chase. I think Postacoglu already knows. And he, I think Postacoglu already knows what's actually going to happen and it will be like very, very quick. There will be no chasing whatsoever. If if they haven't given him an answer by now or he hasn't got the indication of the answer by now, we'll know very, very quickly if Celtic move on to other targets because Postacoglu has been very, very clear that if you don't want to play for Celtic, he is not going to try and convince them to play for Celtic. I think with both players, there's a different. They're in a different place in their career. Yeah. Cameron Carter Vickers, he knows that Tottenham's not going to answer his phone calls. He knows he's got no future whatsoever at Tottenham. Whereas Jota, I think, will have a conversation with Benfica. I think they're in, they're in two slightly different situations where it would probably mean if Cameron Carter-Vickers wants to come to Celtic, he will be easier to deal with than what Jota probably is, just because of where they are in their career situations. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, you know, I think we, we spoke about it as well. Benfica's his boyhood club, you know, if you're presenting that with, with Kieran Tierney um, or, or James Forrest or Callum McGregor, you know, anyone that's... The, the pull is always going to be that you're going to want to try and make it at your boyhood club and that, that does just have to be respected. But for Carter Vickers, I think, you know, he's going to... I think it looks ev- evident that he's going to get an international sniff um, and that that's the first time that he's going to have that in about three years, have a real look in um, for the USA. And, you know, he's never had a season like this. The guy has jumped from loan move to loan move to loan move. This is a little bit of stability for him. Um, and he's making 30 plus appearances for the first time in his season. Uh, first time in his career, sorry. Um, I do think they are two, two totally different cases. I think, is it you who somebody said it? Could have been you um, the other week there that, that Jota is a man who knows that where, where he's where he's where he's playing his football next season. He's he's a man in the know whether it be Celtic or whether it be Benfica, um, and and I think that that that's pretty clear as well. So I get what you're saying that, that Ange may know as well then, um, and they are two totally different cases. But in the ideal world and in the best possible scenario, obviously Celtic get them both. Aye, we do get them both, but I mean, even even in the comments, um, Brown Warrior, who was the man who told us that Dyson Maeda was a left winger, and he always he always shouted about that at us, and he's proven it to be correct. I think both are all all but done, so that's his view on it. 
John Curie comes in, going to be Yota's interview on Sky Sports. It looks like he's going to move on. Uh, and Michael the boy says, Villarreal and Sevilla apparently looking at Yota. And Michael comes back in to tell us that Johansson's at QPR. He is at QPR. Mark Warburton took him. I forgot about that. The Warburton got sacked, though, eh? He got sacked. Warburton's walked. Warburton walked. walked. Oh, yeah, he's wow. walked, yeah. Not got... Uh, obviously, it's just happened in the last few weeks. Um, but there's been a few disputes with the board, it looks like, money-wise. But, um, yeah, he was loved down there by the fans. Really loved it. Loved it showed. Um, it was a bit of a surprise. So I think there'll be more to come out from that. But, yeah, he he was really loved. I've got a friend down there. Um, she's a QPR fan. Um, and she'll be absolutely furious I've, Totally forgot that Stefan Johansson plays for them. Um, but yeah, she she was really, really shocked and, and really, yeah, really disappointed because they, they really, really like him down there. Uh, I just found out Paddy Roberts plays for Sunderland as well. Oh, I knew that one. Could it, uh, I was watching, I watched five minutes of the playoff game the other night and there was Paddy Roberts playing for Sunderland. Yeah, Ross Stewart uh, up top as well. Is this, is this Sunderland, like the Hadid and Magidi and new Paddy Roberts? Is this where ex-Celtic <laughs> wingers go That's to play? That's where they all end up. That's where they <laughs> go, all end up. They go, they go out to pasture at Sunderland in the Stadium of Light. Uh, hopefully Jota doesn't end up at that Stadium of Light but stays in paradise and doesn't go back. I Benfica's Stadium is the Stadium of Light. I yes, I yes. Right, sorry, my mind's just went. Paddy Lavery again. Uh, thoughts on Big Nero leaving? So it came out over the weekend that Nir Beaton gave an interview to an Israeli uh, press outlet where it basically looks like he says that he's moving on and, and he says if a club in Israel comes back in for him, and it seems to be Maccabi Tel Aviv, it seems to be, uh, that, that he is going to leave. Truthfully, Amy, I don't think this is any surprise. I don't think it's a surprise. I'm gutted, but I don't think it's a surprise. Um it's it's a tough one. Again, he's probably having one of his better seasons actually under Ange Postecoglou, probably because he's playing in the right position for a change. Um, but he has really taken the responsibility. Obviously, he's had the armband many a time before Postecoglou was here. But when um, Ange has given him it, I think he's really excelled. Um, and it is disappointing. But again, there there is there is not a real element of surprise. Um, I can't believe that I'm actually disappointed. I think if you asked me this maybe 18 months ago, I wouldn't have been. Um, but I think really under under Ange Postecoglou, I have been really impressed by him. He's always been a periphery player. He's always been a, a player just out on the outskirts. Never really, never really had that starting place solidified in the team, and that's because of the position that he's played in. You know, there's always been Scott Brown and, and Callum McGregor's coming through, Stuart Armstrong's. There's always been somebody there. Um, so he's, but he he still pulls in. I don't know the stats. Alan Morrison will be able to tell me, but he's he's still got ridiculous appearances per season. You know, he makes a hell of a lot of substitution appearances, and rightly so because he's so good at playing, um, seeing games out in, in that defensive mid midfield role when he's been required at centre back. He's played there. He's been a terrific servant, and I think that's really what he has been a really terrific servant. Never really been one to complain. Um, especially there's been a, a lot of um, fans have never really bought into him and I think for a long period of the time I was certainly one of them um, and it's more just because of the, the frustrations that you know there's been the rash red cards and you think you know you're one of the experienced heads now near Beton 
act accordingly and I think sometimes he just didn't um, and there's been a lot of frustration that's creeped into his play but this season I think he really has been um, a real a real different player and we've seen a real different side to him and again I think that becomes because we've actually played him in his right position um, and who knows maybe if that had happened more we'd have seen more um, positive appearances from Beaton but he's been a fantastic servant to the club and he's you know Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Rio Hatati was labelled the utility player, but I think the utility player at Celtic over the last decade has probably been near Beaton because he's just been everywhere. Wherever he's been called upon, he's played there. Um, and, and I think you miss guys like that because he's just, he's a great guy to have on the bench because of, like, it could be a, a, a midfield role, a centre half role. We've seen him up top when we've needed a goal with his height. He offers great height as well. That he's probably, he's never scored enough goals for Celtic considering his height from, from set pieces, but. It's a tough one, but as as you rightly said, I, I don't think there's a real element of surprise in it at all. I don't think there's an element of surprise. You, I look at this season, the game at Boxing Day against St Johnson. He was he, he actually got us through that day. He was utterly fantastic that day. But and um, I don't think it's any surprise. I think he's had the conversation with Celtic and Celtic went well. We're not going to really offer you another contract, but we may be willing for you to run down your contract because you have been such a decent servant to us. If you want to hang around, hang around, but that deal's not going to be on the table. And he's he's been away f- from his homeland. He's only ever been in Israel and Scotland. I think he's never played anywhere else in Europe. So it's maybe time for him to actually move back. And no, Doran actually agrees with you, man. Like, Beaton has been great this season, but he has had his time at the club and it's time to wish him well. And the Egyptian king eh, near Beaton has been a fantastic servant for Celtic. His honours can't be questioned. Do you know he's the most decorated Israeli footballer ever? I didn't with know the, that. With I the amount of honours and caps that he's actually won. Wow, that is outstanding. I really didn't know that. That is amazing. Wow. That is... That's brilliant. I actually found it quite fun uh, when I was reading the interview as well from the I mean it was obviously I read it I didn't again stuff like that I, I read stuff like that and pass it off as my aim. aim eh? <laughs> uh, but they asked him about the Palestine flags and that. I saw that comment. I did. And I, did. I, I found that. And that takes me back to he, he, um, he scored a penalty kick against St. Johnson in the Ronnie Dyla season. And there's a guy in the, the row along for me refused to look at it because he was an Israeli. And, and he didn't support Palestine. And I just thought that guy in the, the I just thought the guy who was in my role was a bit of an idiot that night, actually. He was like a, a bit of a keyboard rebel. Uh, and he was just he was just trying to make a point which nobody else was absolutely interested in. Another couple of guys went into the last year's contracts, Big Aussie Tams in the last year's contract, also James Forrest. I think Tom Rogic is actually in the same position as near Beaton. I don't think we will offer him a contract extension, but we will be quite happy for him to hang around for another year. 
I think so. I have a, I've got a hunch that, that, that Tom wants to stay. Um, if the club offer, I think that's a totally different kettle of fish. Again, I think Andrew would want him to stay. I really do. Um, I, I, it's a tricky one. You see the, the moments of quality that he can still inject into into a game. You know, he's still called upon in the big games for a reason. Um, and I do think that he offers something different to Matt O'Reilly. So you don't need to say now that, oh, there's O'Reilly, you don't need Rogic. No, you do need both. You really do. Um, and I, I would... I would be, I'm gutted about your beat on, but I'd be a hell of a lot more gutted if we didn't have Tom Rogic, really would be. Um, and I, I would like the Celtic board to, uh, I know I'm not, I know you don't go with sentimentality, but on this case I would. Um, and I think you offer that man uh, a, a contract because he's been a, a terrific servant to, to Celtic as well. And I know he, he he's happy here. He likes playing here. Um, he's been here a long time now as well. And I certainly think that if it's in his hands, he'll stay. It obviously now does depend on the club as well. And for James Forrest, again, I know that really does split opinions, but I think you need a guy like James Forrest around. I really do. I think it's important for the club. Um, I think Ange Postacoglu would back that as well. He speaks about um, he speaks about you know that you need the, the the fans at the club are the ones that are here. We're just passing figures. You know, James Forrest isn't a passing figure. He's been here twenty years, fifteen years maybe in in the first team and they're about something like that. Um, it's it's been a long, long time at this club. Um, and I think it's imperative to have guys like James Forrest, Callum McGregor around. Um, you know, I understand people do think he's finished, that Forrest for so many years had the pace um, and, and maybe that's now gone from his game. But if you look at that, his ambition and the goal at the weekend, you know, and still the drive to be a part of that and, and to get on the end and, and to really still be involved, I don't think that can be questioned. Um I really think that it's important to have them both. And if it was me, I would that would be two of the first players that I would be trying to get a contract extension because I think they're just really, really important figures to have around. It's a real transitional season this has been. There's still no two ways about it. It's been a, a transformation, but it's still been a transition. Um, you're, you're still getting a lot of guys who are coming in. And yes, Matt Riley has been able to buy into the club, but that's going to only be intensified if you've got guys like Cal Mack and Rogic and, and James Forrest around who have been here and who, who really know the club inside and out. Um, and I think it's really important that the Celtic don't forget their their, their place and their, and their values, you know, and, and you protect your own, you look after your own. Um, and, I, and I think that, that James Forrest has been an unbelievable servant to this club. New Beaton's been great, but Forrest has been something else. Um, and I think if he wants to see out his career here, then, then I, I think that you, you honour his wishes in that sense. Two, two seconds, Amy. I'm just actually blocking some somebody, somebody who's been abusive in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Forrest is different to deal with than Beaton and Rogic. I think Forrest will get offered a deal for the fact that he is homegrown. And I think the club will maybe have a look at it, the fact that Beaton and Rogic will maybe want to move back closer to home and want to experience something else. Uh, and, and the club will maybe have a look at James Forrest might be a bit easier to deal with to actually stay round about the club. And you could see James getting involved. I mean, he is only 30 right enough. So, I mean, you could see, I think he will get another contract as long as he accepts a contract on more money than uh, what he's currently on. I can see I can see James actually getting offered offer the deal another two not. 
just because there's a whole different circumstances. Monty's asking about Mikey Johnson. Stay or go, Amy. What, what, what's the feelings about Mikey Johnson? I've tried and I've tried, but I think it's time to go. Um, I don't think that he's going to cut it as a Celtic player now. Um, I think he's had opportunities and he's not taken them. Um, I understand that he's maybe not had the the run that he would want, but you know you've got to you've still got to deserve a run in the team. And when he's made fleeting appearances, he's made no impact at all. Um, up against some against Wraith, and I was just like. You're not even cutting it against Rafe Rovers. It was not a great performance. And you're like, these are the games that you need to really stand out and show yourself to then warrant a run. Um, and and I just do not think that he, he's cutting it at Celtic. And it's a shame because when he burst onto the scene and he really looked like a player. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it kind of happened too young for him and it got to his head. But he's not made the, the kick that he should have. Um, I, I think he'll probably cut it somewhere else in, in the Premiership up here but I, I don't see it being at Celtic I think there was really strong rumours of, of him leaving in the summer eh, sorry, in the winter in the, the January transfer window and nothing really transpired but I think it will. there will be clubs after him this summer Um can see him going, you know, to a newly promoted to a Kilmarnock or, or something like that. that that's where I see him probably, probably making it but I, I don't there, there's nothing in, in these last few years that I've seen that that's why we should keep him because he, he's shown this, he's shown that there's nothing, there's no the standout moment first thing that I think of Mikey Johnson is when he skies that in the, in the cup final That that's the first shot, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that comes to my mind um, maybe that was the turning point for him, I think if, he, if he'd netted that maybe we could be talking about a whole different story but for me that was um, yeah, that there's nothing that that's, I went right That that's why we should keep him and I think you need that at this stage I think for me he is in the Ewan Henderson category now. A player who we all who we all want to make it, but it's just not going to work. It's just no it's just not going to happen. I mean he is he will be 21-22 now. He has to move on for the sake of his career. When you have a look at what Ange, what the type of player Ange Postacoglu is bringing in, he time does it's not going to wait for him. Time's not going to go, going to wait for him. And at the moment, when you look at that Celtic squad and he's what he's actually co- contributing, he's like a guy trying to eat soup with a fork. Really, it just doesn't seem to fit anywhere. And that's a shame for the lad because he did actually show great promise as a football player when he actually did break into the side. I, I was talking to a guy who played with him at youth level and he says you couldn't get the ball off him and they really thought in that Scotland youth setup that he was going to be the player that was going to make it. But injuries in football sometimes doesn't work with that. I still think he'll have a decent career. Yeah. Um, I really do stuff, but it just won't be at Celtic, uh, and that's that's not a bad that's not a bad thing to say. We're not being negative on Mikey Johnson. It's just time has at, at Celtic Park has for me has passed them by. Anyway, um, I, I've I've got a few questions here for before we wrap up for today, uh, Amy. So let's have a, what, what was I going to ask you? Um, you had a great weekend. Now, everybody, everybody realises now, uh, listens to this podcast on a Monday, <laughs> that your day job is the media officer for Bonnie Rig Rose. And it looks more than likely that Bonnie Rig Rose are going to be the newest member of the, of the Scottish Professional Football League. Uh, how did it feel on 
Saturday beating Cowden be free enough and um I mean, obviously, obviously, you've still got an away leg to go at the Stock Car Stadium or whatever it is called now. Yeah, exactly. but, 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 Central but what, Park, something like that. Is it Central Park? Park. So, what, what did, what did, so what did it feel like on Saturday seeing the team that you've worked with for the last couple of years almost gaining promotion to the Scottish Professional Football League? Honestly, Kevin, I actually can't put it into words. It's nothing like that I've experienced with Celtic. Um, because it's just two totally different things. This is this is a tiny, tiny little club, but they're not. They're massive. We are actually massive, um, and and it's unbelievable. I can't actually sum up Saturday. I, I really, really can't. Um, did manage to watch the Celtic game first, and then I had to go. Um, but it's it's unbelievable to be so close to something so historic. It is. It is unreal. To, and to be a part of it is just amazing. This is, as you see, this is a club I've been with for two years now. But this is a club that, you know, they're, they're five minutes up the road from me. My dad's from Bonnerig. Um, He's supported them all his life. His granda was the president. Um, there, there's so much history and it's just... It's just really, really special, um, and it's special to the to the community. And we, we really are a, we're a huge community club, you know, Um to, to be on the brink of something like this that it's so it's so mucked up that you, you know if you, you're a champion club and we still have to go for, through four games through four really tough games to even get there and by no means are, are Bonner to go over the line yet but in an unbelievable position to take three goal to take a three goal advantage into to any second leg is unreal and to do that against um the club 42 who are so protected you know um everything lands in their favor that the two champion clubs of the Highland League and the Lone League have to play each other first and then get the get the honor almost of getting to play club 42 then club 42 get the second leg at home uh, everything is is protect is trying to protect them everything is in their favor um I tell you what as well, they get a hefty parachute if they do come down. Um, so they are completely and utterly protected. So to manage to do this against all the odds from from a little um, a, a little community club who are backed by the most unbelievable board, who are, are massive Celtic fans, massive Celtic family. Hearts are the team in Bonnerig, but um, Bonnerig Rosa is very much the, 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 the board and everyone involved is, is Celtic. Um, so for the Kirkwoods, it's unbelievable. And to be a part of that, um, is, is astonishing, and I hope this time next week I'll be celebrating. Yeah, Celtic having having the trophy and Bonnerig being uh, a professional club because there there is no club that deserves it anymore. And yeah, the, the sky really is the limit. Once you're in, um, I, I can tell you, I can assure you, Bonnerig aren't leaving anytime soon. Well, there's something in the chat hopes Bonnerig don't do a double. Finn Fogel, wait till you can let Talbot horse Bonnerig in the South of Scotland Cup oh. final. That, that's that's a diff- that's next game week. Let's just get over this first, and then that's going to be a great game as well. That's like the old Scottish Junior Cup, isn't it? Um, Talbot and Rose. So that that's a fantastic thing to look forward to. But um, yeah, right now it's just about getting the job done against Cowden Beath and hopefully being a professional club, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> I just thought I would bring that in there because so, I, I saw it coming up eh? Michael McDonald eh, Beardsley at Celtic would have burst a hole through time, absolute legend also as well round about that time eh, Billy McNeil wanted to sign Steve Bruce so can you imagine a Celtic team with Steve Bruce Paul McGrath, Peter Beardsley and Paul Gascoigne in it Unbelievable oh, eh? added, to that, added to the centenary season team, Michael 
Yes, it is going to happen. It is going to happen. You just need to be patient for it. We are busy, busy people. Um, and Mr. Whit 55 asks, Kenny Muller says, if Rangers win the Europa Cup, it will be up there with 67. Any thoughts on that? None whatsoever, Mr. Whip. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, the team will be back tomorrow at half past 12. Hail, hail and keep it Celtic. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.